Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to another edition of your Life's Work podcast. Everything's got to have a title, man. How are we doing? You doing good? Big show today, limited self-interest. Limited, what does that do to you when I say limited self-interest? I mean, do you, are you, you know, do you, are you into your life, man, and who you are, right? Are you into the relationships that you're into? Are you in a pursuing nature of, you know, I don't want to say self-actualization or making yourself better, because frankly, that can just get, I mean, seriously, man, there is a way to work too much on self, okay, said the spiritual director. <laughs> I mean, there is, man. You don't want to overbloviate the spiritual stuff. Because, you know, I know people that are so consuming with their spiritual stuff, they just end up weird, right? And, and spiritual shouldn't be weird. Being spiritual or being on a path of some kind of enlightenment or betterment or more awareness or consciousness of self shouldn't be freaking crazy looking and weird and feel weird or, you know, unable to communicate it in the line at the Vance or the grocery store. No, I'm serious. Like, I'm 100% serious. If you can't communicate, like, what you're doing spiritually to the stranger in the line at the Target, well, then, and, and without that person leaving, going, holy shit, I met a freaking nutbag in Target today. Like, I'm just saying, let's think about it. Let's think about it. it my tenet is this. Like, you can read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Jesus didn't do anything that was, like, so out of craziness that you that you read through the gospels you just read Jesus like listen if you're new to Jesus and you just want to know about him real quickly scratch the surface just read those books Matthew Mark Luke and John not a big read you'll go through it very quickly my point is is that you'll end up going yeah this guy's all right okay this guy gets it sure absolutely he says some good stuff he says stuff like uh you know don't kill each other <laughs> feed each other right clothe each other it's good things he challenges, uh, you know, he challenges the power structure of his time, you know? So it, when we're talking about limited self-interest, I'm talking about there's kind of a medium between being like insanely like I'm going to conferences every other month and sitting in a yoga position and really hoping that there's dope at the end of the day to smooth out the edges, <laughs> That's a real specific. I shouldn't even do that, but I just did it. I don't give a crap. I don't smoke dope, for the record, in case that's where you're going. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. Had my time. Done with it. Screwed me up. Okay, so limited self-interest. At the, at the end of the podcast, the end of our 30 minutes together, I'm going to give you a kind of uh, five running um, practicalities, if you will, uh, to pursue true self in your um, quest to enlighten or your quest to better or your quest to love more, however you want to do that. Um, but limited self-interest is what I've entitled this. And most, if not all, self-help methodologies are just bullshit. I mean, let's just go there, right? If you go to Barnes & Noble or just Google or go to Amazon and just type in the self-help and most of these methodologies, and there's and you know the people that are out there. We won't name names today. Maybe one day we will. But most of these methodologies is bullshit. It's just, you know, some common sense and some motivational exercises and, you know, questions to kind of, you know, really fill out the basket of who you are and, 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 and off you go. But when I framework most of them being bullshit, I'm just saying, you know, you know, most, most of the self-help stuff is, is out to grab your cash, frankly. I mean, I hate to tell you that. Uh, 
and this coming from a guy who's a spiritual director who really wants to help uh, change the direction of your life. So take that with a grain of salt. But I'm not selling anything, so don't, so don't worry. Um, the internet, bookstores, face circles are all lined up, paved with their own gurus. They all have their own books. They all have their own seminars. The internet downloadables and the top 10 lists are all waiting for your cash. You get it. You know what I'm saying. It used to be, my wife were just my wife and I were just talking about this. It used to be, uh, you know, when you'd watch television, you only had like three choices, the three big networks. And at the end of the broadcasting day, perhaps you'd get an infomercial from like some kind of self-help guru or some pastor that, uh, you know, had some kind of television evangelist, televangelist cult going and like, you know, there'd be a number up, call this number, give money and, you know, you'd be good. But I think about that every time I get into this subjectivity of how people are looking for your interest in self and the betterment of your interest in self. And they're just looking to get into your wallet because of that willingness. So again, I want you to be exercising your willingness to want to get out and better yourself, change the direction of your life, really seek the things that you want to do, You want your wants, needs, and desires, to be able to really live fully abundantly with who you are, listening deeply to that voice inside of you. I really do, but I just, you know, this first part of the podcast is just kind of like, hey, all those methodologies out there, the majority of them, the majority of them, there's some good dudes, there's some good women um, out there to get, is, is, is a cash grab. So just be careful. <laughs> all that to say, just be careful. The question then becomes, are you gunning for your own self-improvement? Are you willing? Because if you're willing and gunning for your own self-improvement, this should be an easy road. You, you shouldn't have to necessarily sit under a guru or sit under a teacher or sit under a spiritual director, pastor, mentor, coach. Yes, it's helpful. Yes, it's helpful. Again, I'm saying this as a spiritual director. <laughs> so again, it's like I, I'm, I'm moving into a line of personal responsibility in you. Because if you're curious enough to start li listening deeply and contemplatively in your own life to really what's going on in you, that's the big thing, man. That's the big number one. And then hopefully the guru, you know, the pastor, the imam, the rabbi, the coach, the spiritual director comes along and, you know, you're able to take everything again with a grain of salt. You know, you're able to take everything with a sense of wisdom and not just black, white, hook, line, sinker, whatever he says, whatever she says, I'm in. It's your willingness that's going to drive this ship. That's my point. There is cause to look in the mirror for the record. Total cause to look in the, in the mirror. And that causes internal peace at the end of the day. We all seek this internal peace. We all want to be loved and to love. And that all culminates in this wonderful little landscape and environment inside of ourselves of peace. Unitive consciousness, where we all get that joining that we're all together on this big globe of insanity in this cosmic crazy ride of nuttiness but we're, we're all in it together man and we all function for with to through each other we flow from god we are as connected to each other as we are to the trees as the trees are to us as the ocean is to us yada yada it goes on and on and on and on and on there is no separating like you know the the christian church for years tried to separate the natural 
right? And the spiritual, like we were, we were to dominate the natural. We're about to go out there and just, we're to dominate it all. It's ours. We're going to do whatever, every damn thing we want with it. We'll kill the animals and eat the animals. No, man, this ain't a thing. We are to be among it, with it, conscious with it, journeying with it, protecting it in some cases. In some, some cases, it protects us. So it, internal peace, that's the cause to look in the mirror. The more you look in the mirror, and, and again, as I say the mirror, what I'm really going after is the more we seek the divine, the more we find divine in us. And the more we find divine in us, the more we ultimately understand who we are, the individual characteristics that make up you. And how that fits in with this big, fat unit of consciousness and cosmology and spirituality and insanity of who we are. And peace, then, starts to be a real derivative of that, of that pursuant search in nature. You with me? <laughs> um, also, the cause to look in the mirror beyond peace is healthy relationships, the pursuits of passions, dreams to be played out. Right? But we'll have to get introspective, like I said. And, y- and if you want all of them or even just one of them, we've got to be able to, f- to function at some level in the deep parts of who we are, the wants, needs, and the desires. And when I talk about wants, needs, and desires, I don't want you to get confused with, with it just being hedonistic. Like, I just want you, like, if you want to go have sex with like uh, 50,000 chicks, like, yeah, go for it. And that's all I'm saying. Well, Jared, that's one of my desires. I understand that. That desire might screw you up. <laughs> Probably will screw you up. So when I'm talking about wants, needs, and desires, I'm really talking about the health at which we operate and find peace. In other words, if you're not finding peace among your wants, needs, and desires, then your wants, needs, and desires are probably off reality a little bit. So again, peace is kind of the litmus test or peace is kind of the guidepost to us. If, we're, if, if, if life is truly producing life, the value of love, worth, right? If we're, if, we're in, if we're in this producing love, peace, right? I guarantee you that you're hitting on wants, needs, and desires. And the other factor there too in peace is you're, you, you are going to be serving community. Okay, so you'll have to get into perspective. If you want them, you got to go get them, but you got to get introspective. But, but bigger than that list, bigger than internal peace, healthy relationships, pursuing a passion, dreams to be played out, b- bigger than that, okay, is the responsibility we all have to not simply live for ourselves. We have to, like I say, start injecting back into community, whatever the community is that is directly in front of you. Uh, Chad Myers on that podcast we did with him a few weeks ago, he said one of his mentors said, and I love I loved this line, hope, um, hope is where your ass is, <laughs> right? Hope is where you are, man, like right directly in front of you, you know? A lot of people think we got to go on mission. A lot of people think we got to fly to Africa. A lot of people think we've got to go take a marginalized, oppressed group and just simply make that the focus outside you know, beyond our own front doors. And I'm like, no, let's start in your house first, your metaphorical house first. Let's start there first. So bigger than that list is the responsibility that you just, you're not living your life for simply yourself. This lesson can be hard to come by because it means reconciliation with who you are. So you really got to do the nitty gritty on who you are, right? The hits, runs, and errors of who you are. You got to look at your past a little bit. You got to look at your mistakes a little bit. You got to look at your resentments, your fears, 
right? Your ego, God forbid. All these things are a part of reconciliation. Reconciliation should look difficult and hard for who you are, frankly. It, you should be really unearthing some shit that perhaps you don't want people to know. And so that's where I tell people to start. What are your damn secrets? Because that's, that's the target we're shooting at. What are your secrets? What don't you want people to know about you? What are you hiding? I have clients, man, that you know I'll talk to, and we won't scratch the surface but three, four times, and then I'll tell them, hey, look, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, we can do hits, runs, and errors, and sports, news, and weather all damn day, but until we get going into, like, your ego, your fear, your pride, your fear, oof, start with your fear, man. Start with your fear. Start with your secrets. Start with your ego. Start with all those little nitty-gritty things. This is where you'll start to reconcile with who you are. And again, as you reconcile with who you are, and again, good, bad, ugly, all those things will come up. You'll start to see your strength. My, my spiritual director did this wonderful thing for me one week, and it made me cry for like five days. <laughs> she literally wrote down all the things that she admired about me. And, and I say that word, and she used that word very intentionally too, admired. I admire these things about you, she said. And she gave me this list, and I had never had any human being give me a list of admirables. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it really made me consider, are, am I these things <laughs> that she admires? Or am I just bullshitting her? <laughs> Is she crazy? And it was just a wonderful reconciliation of who I am. Now, for the record, we've also done the opposite. So that's part of it too. Limited self-interest then at that point is a pain in the ass. So if you're not engaged, it becomes a real pain in the ass. And if you live that way, you'll constantly be chasing the idea of who you are and not settling into true self. So let me say it again. Limited self-interest is a pain in the ass. And if you live that way, if you live like I don't need to pay attention to this garbage that Jared's talking about right now, you'll constantly be chasing the idea of who you are and not settling into the true self. And, and for the record, we all want to listen to that. We all want to be able to really hit in those wants, needs, and desires. Because remember what I said. Remember what I said. The, this, this, this work that you'd be doing this cause to look in the mirror is eternal peace, healthy relationships, the pursuit of passion and dreams to be played out. So again, like if you're just kind of laissez-faire, and it, but I'm not asking you to be self-actualizing every second of the day because that's bullshit, right? It just, you can't. You can't be stuck in the clouds all day. You got to have, as the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous likes to say, your feet on the ground and your head in the clouds. And I love that image. Why do you know about 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, JR? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Um, so, again, we're leaning into true self. That's what we're really doing. But we're not making it, you know, some yogi, some, you know, I'm, I'm going to be some giant spiritual teacher kind of a deal. The discovery of true self leads to peace. Nothing to prove, nothing to lose. Comes with time, though. you got to give it some time. And it also comes at the cost of you diving deep into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Once there, you're going to find freedom, selflessness, and a life fully alive. Yours. Your life fully alive. What does that mean? Am I going to have a million bucks, a red sports car, live in a cool contemporary house up in the mountains in Denver? <laughs> I don't know why it's in Denver. <laughs> Outside of New York City. In Manhattan. In the hills of L.A. No. 
You don't have to. You may. You you can. But again, I'm going back to peace. Nothing to prove, nothing to lose. Living an undefended life because we're leaning in to true self. We're reconciling with who we are. We're paying attention to what's going on inside of us. We're not running away. We're not ignoring. No limited self-interest, right? Okay. Once there, you'll find the freedom, selfishness, in a life fully alive. Yours. Now, I'll be the first guy to tell you. I'll be the first one to tell you. Gurus are overrated. Spiritual directors tend to be too esoteric to understand. And most coaches, because of their ego, need pacifying. <laughs> right? Most gurus come and go, y'all. I mean, I hate to tell you. You got a book and, and, and you can do 110 pages of some cool-ass you know, methodology that kind of just spins you off into the clouds forever, you got, you've got yourself a million bucks. Spiritual directors, uh, and, and, and you've heard me talk about this before, when I get together with a group of spiritual directors, you know what, they just tend to be, everybody tends to just be too, a little too esoteric, not too grounded in practicality. That's why you hear me say all the time, what's the practicality? If somebody's going to tell you to let go, they better effing tell you how. If somebody's going to teach you to pray, there better be a practicality to the prayer. Like, what's it doing to you, for you, through you, with you, among the people that you're doing it with? There has to be some practicality to it. And coaches tend to coach because they think they're something. They think they've done something, right? That, that's how it goes. I've got something to pass on. Now, that may not be good, bad, or indifferent, but that guy, that woman who's coaching, again, is it has a perspective that's only theirs. Not necessarily yours. So, so wh- where am I going? That I'm going back to that first point about you got to have a willingness, right, to lean in and to understand some of these things. Because it's okay to read the gurus. It's okay to do their teachings. It's okay to sit under a guru, under a teacher, under a spiritual. It's that's fine. Like, like listen, that's that's fantastic. But at the end of the day, this is your deal. This is your deal. And that's where I want to go. It's okay to be the spirit director. In fact, again, I'm a spiritual director. I, I'll ask you, hey, you want one? I'm your guy. Come get it. I've been with my spiritual director for years. And I do it because of the unbelievable sense of graceful accountability as she leads me into the voice of God. And I'm willing. And I'm willing to do that. Coaches, I, I you know... Most of you have heard me talking about my first spiritual mentor, Tommy Cusick, and he, you know, he was a great coach. He had a perspective. He had a perspective that had wisdom attached to it. But I have to know. I have to know the limitations of all these things. If you have the desire to know true self, and here's a guarantee I'll make for you, I guarantee you, you'll be, you'll be sitting in the hands of the divine, the hands of God. And in that is where your mentorship is really sitting. In that is is the possibility of your life's work. So, you know, take what I'm saying and mix this up in a couple different ways for your own personal cocktail. Number one, you got to have willingness to lean into it. You got to know that there's just a lot of bullshit out there. Number two, that if you do find a, a, a prescribed self-actualizing methodology, right, you're testing it on that basis of peace that I talked about. And remember what I said, it's the eternal peace, healthy relationships, pursuit of passion, dreams played out, right? And community. You got to have that that sense of community. If if none of those are hitting the wall and sticking, you you just got to move on. 
But no, there's limitations for everybody that's going to come alongside of you. And that's okay. You got to know those limitations and that's where personal responsibility comes in. But at the end of the day, we're sitting amongst and in and through the divine in God. We're allowing God at the end of the day to really have his, her move in us. So that's the big ticket right there at the end of the self-actualization road. Like as you come to the, as you come to the end of that road, <laughs> you are eventually staring into the paddock or the wilderness of the great divine of God, love center. Um, okay. Are you pursuing t- uh, true self? That's the question today. Are you pursuing true self? Are you, are you in it a little? And again, a little's fine. A lot's great. But again, if you're not able to explain that in the target parking, if you're not able to explain that in, in, the, in the target line, you know, I, I just want you to rethink. I want you to rethink simple. That's what I want you to do. I don't want this over bloviated and complicated. I want you to rethink what simple spirituality is in your life. What is simple spirituality? What does that mean? Can I derive peace without having to bend over backwards? Literally. So here's five, here's five dealy wheelies and then we're done. Are you pursuing true self? So here's my additives, my amendments, my drop downs, my bullet points on are you pursuing true self? I want you in some kind of contemplative motion, prayer, meditation, deep dive into the divine, deep dive into listening to self. Can, prayer, huge. Do you talk to God? Do you talk to the divine? Meditation, are you listening? Are you able to take in silence and stillness? Are you able to walk through the woods without your damn earbuds in? Hmm? Are you able to take a jog without listening to some bullshit music or podcast? Are you able to sit in your office and work without some stimulus driving you through the day? Are you able to literally hear your own thoughts on the ride home? Are you able to sit in a chair for five minutes with nothing else but the room noise the, the, or you know, the tonality of the room? Are you able to do that? I want you to think about these things because I really want you listening to the voice that's inside of you. That's a, that's a magnet, a big, huge, fat magnet, man. You want to kill the ego and kill fear systems? Learn stillness and silence. There you go. That's the pursuit of true self. Number two, study. Natural curiosity and study. What are you curious about? Spiritually speaking, intellectually speaking, mind, body, and spirit speaking. What are you interested in? I have a dear friend in L.A., uh, uh, yoga therapy. Hope I'm saying that right, K. Ross. You know who I'm talking about. Um, and, and, and just a driving passion to just learn everything she can. And it is paying off in so many levels of knowing who she is, right, and how she reacts into her community. So what is your natural curiosity in that mind, body, and spirit? Where does it take you? For me, it takes me deep into the contemplative, uh, you know, strain, the contemplative path. Anybody that's, you know, doing any kind of contemplative work, uh, I just love you know, your Richard Rohrs, your Cynthia Bourgeois, your your Brennan Mannings, your your Henry Nowens, your Thomas Keatings. You just, you just, those those guys, women, men are my or my mojo and my juice. I'm nothing like them for the record. <laughs> I'm I'm the I'm a loud contemplative. But that's more my natural curiosity goes in. Three, communion with groups, communion with folks, communion with people, communion with the tribe, communion with 
um, you know, a, a bunch of other people staring back at you. You, you can't believe alone. You can't faith alone. You, you can't do this work alone. You, you, you got to be able to have people that you're ruminating with, talking to, accountable with, from, to, it, them. Four, self-reflection. Self-reflection with a mentor, spiritual director, counselor, guru, pastor, imam, rabbi, right? Somebody who, who has a little bit more experience than you do right, with all this great stuff that we've been talking about, that can help guide, because that's that's it. At the end of the day, we're talking about some guidance. Everybody needs a little guidance. We don't need to hang our hat simply on them. We don't need to do that. My spiritual director, Cheryl, is not my God at the end of the day. That's my point. She's a human being just like I am, capable of mistakes, just like I am. Well, she's really not capable of mistakes. (laughs) She's like perfect. My point is, is that everybody needs guidance. And five, have some fun, man. Like, I I really want you to be able to have a tonality in your life of fun. Something that I struggle with, believe it or not. Even though I'm a smartass and joker and and, want to make people laugh, I still have a hard time reaching levels of just fun. And when I mean fun, I'm not talking about immature, like, you know, uh, you know, water parking your life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the ability to be lighthearted. I'm talking about the ability to not take everything so damn serious. I'm talking about the ability to not be so easily offended. Ooh, welcome to 2020. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the ability to just be free with the personality and the reconciliation of self that has and will become your every day, your moment, your present so have fun. Poke fun, right? Poke fun at yourself. Poke fun at that community you're hanging out with. Be able to belly laugh. Be able to hold joy. Oh, the JR's talking about joy. Shut the, shut, shut the podcast down. What the hell's going on? Be able to take in joy. Be able to see brightness in the other people around you and in yourself too. That's, that's have fun. Consider, consider what fun is. And again, that's a huge space for me to improve on. You bring my kids in here and you bring my wife in here and, and they will, uh, you know, again, they'll, they'll be honest and they'll tell you, yeah, he has a hard time with it. He has a hard time. And I think, I think most people would be shocked about that because most people see me as the guy that's willing to yell out the car window, you know, when we're going by people. <laughs> and I do. And I am. But when it comes to the movement, right, when it comes to that reconciliation of self and really pushing in on on who I am, I tend to be fairly closed about it because I get afraid of who I am and the the joy to me feels out of control. The joy feels like perhaps I'm not really doing what I should be doing. But that's just a personal aside. For you, damn it, <laughs> I mandate joy in your life. I tell you, you must. Um, all right, good people. I love you. 27 minutes into this. Thanks for being a part of my passion. I really do appreciate it. If you need a spiritual director, I'm right here and I'm very human. 
and we can get through anything together. So if you want to call me, name and numbers are everywhere. Uh, tabletop uh, dot online, tabletop ministries dot online is the little five hundred one c three nonprofit that. Uh, Myself, my wife, and five other wonderful people run. We uh, provide spiritual direction absolutely free to those who can't afford traditional levels of therapy and counseling. If you want to give your money to a great place, that is a great place, and we could use it for sure. Uh, 2020 has been outrageously, uh, incredibly wonderful and horrible, as you know, and for us, it has meant uh, just more work, and we are completely grateful and honored to do this work. Um, without your support, we can't do it. So tabletop uh, ministries.online or just go to jrman.com and there's a bunch of links uh, to get you there. For those of you seeking spiritual direction, I'm right here, like I say, name and numbers everywhere. Uh, you can also check out on Instagram our little retreat space that we have right now that we're so close to opening up. We call it the Retreat at Ridgewood. For those of you who are looking for uh, retreat space, come and hang out and just get your God on. We offer uh, three, four-day uh, little retreats where you can you know, get some spiritual direction or just silence. You can just come and bake in your silence and, and not be bothered. Um, so where can you find stuff on that? We have an Instagram if you go to the retreat at Ridgewood. It'll soon be stuff up online because COVID is just, COVID is killing us as far as our deadline to open. But um, we're coming. We're coming. Hey, I love you. Thanks a lot. And we will talk next week. Yeah.